Now in its fourth year, the IKEA Let's Play campaign aims to encourage both children and adults to build more play into the everyday. IKEA believes play is a basic human need, not just for kids, but for all of us. When children play, they learn, develop, experience and grow. When we play as adults, we expand our creativity, strengthen our bonds and de-stress. For this year's campaign, we've conducted research that looks at how we are incorporating play into our children's days and have invited leading child development expert, Dr. Brendan Heinemann, along to talk to the findings, as well as how we can find more time to play each day. Dr. Brendan Heinemann is a senior lecturer in personal development, health and physical education at Charles Sturt University. His research has focused on schools as a crucial setting to develop active play, and today we turn that focus to the home as one of the most important playgrounds in the world. Hi Brendan, thanks so much for joining us today. Well thanks for getting me on here. It's a pleasure to talk about a topic that I'm extremely passionate about and it's so important to our society. So play is vital for kids development and children are, are our future. So whatever positive impacts we can have on our kids through play is going to enhance our future and as a qualified school teacher working in the school system, I became fascinated about kids' spaces and finding ways that we can enhance their play further and really maximising the opportunities, whether it be uh, through their cognitively, socially, uh, getting them active. And that's what I think we can do so much more in those spaces to be able to really enhance those play habits for kids into their future. So can you tell me why play is so important for children? Well, if a child can't discover things and test their limits and make decisions and they won't be able to get those skills to be able to do those things in the in the future. So for example, if you if a child's only exposed to one little aspect, so maybe it might be a green block and uh, they're constantly playing with that, that green block and they're, they're not getting all the different colours and textures and shapes and sizes and putting things together. Uh, when, when it comes to doing the, a task with all those other variables, then they're not going to be equipped. So we really, it's really making sure that kids have the opportunity to imagine, explore, experiment with all these different positive aspects, whether it be socially. Uh, so they're putting social situations where they can... Uh, come up with ideas uh, together with, with others. It might be physically, and so exploring uh, different movements and shapes and uh, how, how they can do different things with their bodies. And then obviously the big one, uh, which doesn't require any space and, uh, and shapes and sizes and toys and those sort of things, is the imagination. So really thinking about how, how can kids be exposed to different ways they can use their minds and play. It might be creating uh, pictures and drawing and uh, coming up with imaginative ways to do different tasks. Uh, you know, uh, it might be imitating a, a person that they, you know, they really want to follow or it might be dress-ups or... Uh, Coming up with all the all these things in their minds um, can really help develop the, those connections that they can use in the future. So, Brendan, you recommend that children should be engaged in at least three hours of play in a day. What 
what does that play look like? What does the makeup of that three hours look like? If you, if you look across uh, a child's day, uh, and so after, after they've gone through uh, preschool age uh, and they, they hit schools, uh, they're, they're starting to be a little bit more structure in their day. So uh, from 5 to 12, uh, they're generally <laughs> in the school system. So the first will be schools need to provide that one hour of free playtime each day. So that's really important. Uh, that needs to be there, not including the, the l- eating lunch. The second is for families to set aside one hour in the afternoons or evenings because we know that that's a time where the kids and parents are most available and want to play and let's switch off the devices, let's dedicate that quality hour of playtime. And the third, so that's two hours, the third is to really consider how we can modify the processes, activities and tasks around these times to make them more playful. So thinking about, uh, it, it might be at home, whether it be chores and homework, uh, it might be at school uh, and playifying some tasks, or um, just really thinking about the playful choices that, that can be made, uh, especially in the home setting where the parents are saying more can be done in that space. So it might be different movements, coming up with being different characters doing chores, uh, dress-ups, different songs and rhymes or clapping games. So just really thinking about how how do we make things more playful and playify things that that might be a little bit more uh, sort of straightforward and, and thought of as one or the other. So this isn't play. Uh, so you, that's playing and then if you do homework and a, or doing chores around the house that's not play so h- how can we think about making those tasks a little bit more I like to call playified. What are some of the examples around chores that you could give for you know incorporating play for instance cooking dinner or tidying tidying up toys how do you incorporate more play into those tasks? I think uh, imagination is the key and so there, I guess there's a bit of a spectrum in terms of where how how much play can be actually <laughs> integrated. So the keys to play is really giving the kids choice uh, and giving them a chance to self-direct and choose uh, aspects to to play with. And so obviously when we're at home and we're doing these tasks, it might be cooking food or it might be uh, packing something up in the in the home. Um, what can those tasks may not be able to change, but maybe the process within those tasks can. So you, you can think about rhyming, or it might be coming up with a, a song or a dance while while you're doing the, those type of things. It could be uh, the, think, talking about the textures of ingredients before you're cooking food. Um, so thinking about singing, storytelling. Uh, so a lot of these aspects can be child-driven, which is the aspect of, of play. Uh, every now and then, you, as a parent, you might be able to facilitate uh, that play. So it might be, oh, can you come up with a, a song about this? Um, but eventually, the, your child might be able to come up with that song about what that process is. Uh, and, and so that's really enhancing the play. So every now and then, there's that spectrum in terms of what we want is for kids to come up with their ideas, that we want the kids to come up with 
the the processes and imagination but every now and then as a parent we, we can facilitate that to get them on the right track as well uh, you know and the goal being to for kids to come up with their own ideas around how to playify uh, those aspects around the home as well it's funny you should say that actually because um yesterday i needed to water the plants and i've got two tiny little watering cans for my kids and my daughter was hopeless she's 19 months she just spilt water everywhere but my son who is now two and a half is really good at it and we made up this whole song about watering the plants and he came and did it with me and by the end of it all the plants were watered and he's like more mummy more again again so uh, it struck a struck a chord with me yeah and uh, i mean a, a lot of us will think okay we don't have time uh, we're we're exhausted uh, afternoons and evening, evenings we don't have much time we've worked all day our kids have been there uh, at school or uh, they've had a big day as well, whatever activities they've done. But what what we can think about is that it can be quite simple. Like, uh, and, and talking about sort of at the, we're in the home, I mean, uh, some nights I might be exhausted and what my children have done, they've bought little, uh, little toys over that might be sort of coming up with like a tea party and they brought over plates and cutlery, uh, uh, plastic plates and that sort of thing. And, and they, they were using imaginative play around me because I, uh, we can't always be active. Uh, you know, sometimes physically that's not possible. And so they were coming up with a d- little tea party around me while I'm exhausted and coming up with the, the different types of foods and how they can create a, a meal and, uh, and talking about those sort of aspects and using their imagination, you know. So sometimes, you, and you could use questioning and um, really get them to come up with those different ideas around you. The IKEA Australia report um, looking at some of the um, barriers to play um, shows that parents state that homework sometimes takes priority over play. Sometimes parents have run out of ideas um, for how to play with their children. What would you recommend for parents in terms of overcoming some of these barriers to play? Well, a lack of space uh, and think a lack of ideas is often um, attributed to, to some of these things. But sometimes it's just really thinking about how can you... How can you tap into the child's mind? So the, the kid's mind works differently. So it might be, and that's where some ideas to really facilitate their imagination can help. So questioning them about how, how could you make a, a song about this or um, how could you use the, these objects, you know, um, and then a, a child's mind might think about, okay, I, I might be able to use blankets to create walls or uh, you're starting to plant those seeds to, to, for them to use their imagination and really direct their play and, and choose how they can use, the, use these spaces uh, for their own imaginations. Uh, and so sometimes that, that's, that's really good to tap into the child's mind and then uh, over time they can create those habits because they're starting to really enjoy using their imagination and, and creating these spaces and around the, the home. Uh, so that's, that's one way. Uh, and, and maybe modelling play as well because uh, um, that, that's one of the, the I guess, the, the big things is that often as parents we can think around the home, home time, okay, now it's time for chores, it's time for homework and 
what, what, what we can do is really thinking about, okay, how, do, how can we model play? How can we value, show that we value it for our children? It might be using... Um, like creating dramatic play and uh, it might be, okay, I, I'm coming up with my own uh, ideas and imaginations, yeah, singing your songs and chants and, uh, and creating games around uh, things to, to make sure that, okay, they see my parent actually values play uh, and then the, your child might actually want to play with them. Uh, so, yeah, it's creating that because... We, we do know that kids really want to follow what our parents are doing and, and they will pick up signals. So if we value play and, and playify some of the things that we do around the home and, and that's how we value and what we want to do, then the kids will pick up on that and, and then they, they'll take things further because they've got that developing mind, they're curious, they want to experiment. So they're going to take the imagination and uh, play aspects a lot further once they know that that's a real norm around us. Brendan, I know you um, recommend for parents to set aside an hour in the afternoon or evening dedicated to play. I know for a lot of parents, there's a lot to do in that afternoon, evening space before the kids go to bed. And some parents might feel that they will hype their kids up um, before bedtime with too much play. What would you say to, um, to those concerns? Well, it's really interesting because the parents are saying that they believe that enhancing the play is going to enhance the child's sleep. And I guess that that's a good thing because sleeping has become part of the health recommendations for children. And so that's a real positive. And we know that better sleep is going to increase their attention during the day and some of those cognitive aspects... Uh, you know, that sort of learning performance and all that sort of thing. Um, and it also will, will enhance their resilience uh, during the day as well. So that that's really um, getting, almost getting that satisfaction out of the way before they do go, go to bed. And sometimes um, it's not possible for kids to always be active. And we've got our physical activity recommendations, which... Uh, are pretty hefty, uh, you know, uh, for three hours per day up until five years old. And then there's uh, sporadic periods of, you know, you've got one hour uh, recommended each day from five years onwards. But then there's also the recommendations of having periods for a whole range of other activities as well. So there's all that activity, physical focus, but there's also uh, the social needs and the cognitive needs. And if they're also met around those time slots so that it doesn't need to be hyped up and getting their heart rates up right before bed but it might be using that imagination dramatic uh, type play and then they can go to bed and their their minds I guess are fulfilled you know they're they've actually really used their minds and then they can go to sleep <laughs> uh, knowing that you know they've really used their minds and use that muscle of their mind what role do you see books playing within play? Well, uh, books, uh, they're perceived as quite structured, uh, but with anything that is quite structured, and, and this is where I'm talking about playifying aspects that might be perceived as really structured or um, you, you can't 
create too much out of it because you know you're, you're in a set task. But what you can do is after after reading, you can start to think about okay. What what was the the journey of you know how would you do things differently and, and get the get the child to talk about how they found that they could use their imagination around some of those aspects or use that book and talk about some of the characters okay tomorrow we'll go in theme around when we play uh, it might be okay they they use that rocket ship in the book and. Um, you know, getting the, the child to come up with, uh, whether it be dress-ups around that or coming up with a rhyme about that book or those sort of things. So, again, it's just uh, really tapping into uh, the the amount of choice a child can have about how they do things. And um, and as a, as a parent, we really need to think about how we can have less input into that quality play. So we, we want to facilitate and encourage, but then we also want to gradually step back. And that's, the, that's really the key for play. So the kids can experiment with their minds. They can experiment with others socially. They can experiment uh, with movements as well. You talk about the importance of children directing their play and being self-directed. And I know that I sometimes find it hard to not intervene when my kids aren't playing with something correctly. But I also know that when I have intervened in the past and kind of taken over, my kids lose interest and they get up and walk off. And why do you think that is? Is it that they're just not stimulated enough when you start to take over? Yeah, the hallmark of play is to really come up with ideas and come up with things. And so... If uh, and the and children, if they're especially if they're at school, they're they're being dictated to all day about you know there, there might be a certain time to do this, there might be a, a certain uh, task that they've got to do, uh, and that sort of thing. So I guess um, that's one of the I guess the beauties of child play is giving them the option to come up with ideas about things, whether it be okay. Be messy. Uh, come up with uh, just play and and let them go because uh, often as adults we can think that it is too messy or hang on you're being a little bit too physical there and it's yeah it's just maybe taking a, a bit of a breather uh, for ten seconds and thinking okay uh, that actually is quality play what they're doing. Uh, I may not have played like that. But uh, in the current environment and with what the kids have here, they're, they're actually engaging in quality play. And some of the research that I've done in the school system, it's really found that there's a, a balance in terms of... It's a delicate balance with adult adults intervening. So some kids think uh, you know, they they want plenty of space away from, from adults. Others... Uh, you know, they want adults around just to make sure if things do go wrong. So as adults, we're, we're just constantly got to, we have to sort of uh, ride that line with, with whether to intervene or not. And, and and that's something I guess we need to think about. As, as a goal, as a parent, we can think that we, we don't want to intervene. We want the kids to come up with it as much as they can in relation to play. So I think that that's what that's the key there. Parents should have the goal to really make sure that 
the kids are, are coming up with as much as they can. They're directing, they're, create, they're having choices, they're using their imaginations. Uh, but every now and then we might need to just step in when we have had that breather for 10 seconds and something has gone wrong. But in most cases, what we're finding is the kids, when they do direct their play and they come up with their own ideas, they're often a lot more engaged. They're using these equipment to come up with their own ideas. And when, what age does the imagination really start to kick in for kids? I think that the imagination's always there. It's always uh, present. Although I am finding in my research that in primary schools, there has been less enjoyment uh, later on in using the imagination, uh, enjoying creating, enjoying imaginative play. So that makes you think that things are starting to get in the way. There's a lot of pressure these days for children to grow up quickly. Uh, there's a lot more distractions uh, and... So that, what we're, we're finding is that, um, and the parents are also finding that they believe that kids are engaging in less play and a less imagination as they get, go through into later in primary school. I know parents put a lot of pressure on themselves and my husband, for instance, says that he doesn't have a very big imagination or, you know, he's not very good at, you know, tapping into his inner child. What advice do you have for parents about, tapping into their own imagination? Well, uh, it, I, I honestly think that kids are our biggest resource. And as adults, we've been influenced by so much across our lives. Uh, we've got busy careers, we've got all these duties and demands, and that's, why, that's weighing on our conscience. And I think uh, we, almost, we almost need to... Uh, Engage with our kids more. Uh, we, you know, we show an interest in, in what our kids are doing and, and look at ways that we can use our imag- imagination with our kids, but then get them to come up with ideas that, for us to use our imaginations as well. I, I think on, we can become very structured in our duties and, uh, and trying to get from A to B or get tasks done, and we almost need that that fresh mind uh, to reignite ourselves. Uh, so I think we need, to be, we need to engage and play more with our children because that can lessen the focus on some of those burdens that we, and tasks that we have uh, as adults and, and from our busy, lifelong experiences. So would you say to parents, um, lose your inhibitions? It doesn't matter if you can't sing. It doesn't matter if you're... You know, not ever going to be on stage. Just you know, as you say, learn from our kids and mimic yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, and it goes both ways. So yeah, kids obviously pick up on the signals we as adults are sending in in the home, but uh, we we can also learn to lighten up a little bit uh, from our kids because our, our kids haven't got busy careers and they they haven't uh, got uh, you know a busy commute <laughs> to work and all those sort of things. So. Th- they're, they've got fresh minds and they're less inhibited uh, to all the activities that they do uh, it, from day to day. So we can learn a lot from our kids as well. So it's a bit of a reciprocal relationship in what we can think about as adults. So we can learn a lot in terms of using our imagination and, hey, that's a really great idea to 
to liven up the things that we do around the home. Looking at um, parents and very busy lives and, you know, wanting the best for our children, um, if you had one piece of advice for parents in terms of, you know, how to incorporate more play into their children's lives every day, what would it be? It would be simply uh, to just uh, playify what they do. So thinking about, okay, how many variables can we bring into these processes? How, can, I, can I encourage more, so, more social interactions? Okay, can I value and model play as a parent? Can I, think, can I start to play and think of myself as a play buddy as my child gets older with these children uh, rather than seeing yourselves as, okay, um, that's seen more of a, a kid's thing. I don't need to play with my child. So that's the social aspect. We, we can increase the variables with the, a child's mind because a, we know a kid's mind works differently. They see the world differently and how many, how many shapes and sizes and textures and how things can be put together a little bit different um, in those early stages of life. They're experimenting. They're, they're seeing things uh, a lot different to us uh, that have gone through life's journey. So really thinking about how many different variables they can use their imagination for, and that's why I, I refer to things like rhymes and songs or uh, dress-ups and also movements as well. And, and that's really important because we know that movement... Uh, is highly recommended that we've got health guidelines that need to be met and that's to really create habits so that when kids uh, grow up they've got those habits to re- be able to prevent some of those lifestyle type diseases so uh, it, all those aspects um, and in addition to modeling play uh, that's where dedicating that one hour each day to turning those devices off is really important because they are a distraction. Uh, we know that that parents really want to be playing with their kids. We want their they want their kids to be playing more. They want we they want them to be moving. They want them to be playing around the home more. And so, dedicating that one hour also creates that role modelling. So, basically, what you're saying is, okay, we value play in our household. Let's have one hour. Let's turn off the devices in our worlds and let's have some quality play together and letting it unfold. So making sure that the child comes up with all these ideas and tap into those the child's mind. And, and that's where a lot of the ideas can be addressed uh, because uh, just dedicating that time, valuing it, and that's where a child will come up with their own uh, version of the world in how to really enhance that play and, and you can join in with them and show that you value that and that that creates that time, that special time off the devices that are immersed in our world. It sounds like um, we should really put our kids in charge of play and they should be the ones telling us what to do and, you know, that takes some of the pressure off parents as well, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's uh, the real key. Uh, that's the real key with encouraging play it's using tapping into that child's imagination it's getting them to self-direct it's getting them to be able to make choices and when there's more choices that means there's more connections a child can make and 
if they're experimenting with those choices, experimenting with those variables, and they're exposed to those, and then as they get older, they've, they've, they've okay, I, I've actually, I've calculated this one before, and I'm going to be able to solve that problem, uh, it could be because they're experimenting with more variables with their mind, socially or physically, and so by calculating those risks, they're exposed to that, and they've got those connections, and so they're, they're going to be able to make those decisions a little bit later on in, in order to uh, solve key aspects in our lives. Brendan, we all know how busy parents are. <sighs> Lots of parents work full time. There's homework. There's chores. You know, for these parents who are finding incorporating play really quite overwhelming, what would be the one piece of advice you'd give them? Let's just simplify it. Uh, let's not get too overwhelmed with resources and that sort of thing, although that's really great to stimulate a child's mind. But what we can do is simply encourage them to use their imagination, encourage them to use ideas. And then as parents, we can take a step back once that's encouraged and we can also engage with them. And when they're coming up with ideas, we can join in and play with them as parents. So it doesn't always need to be, okay, I need lots and lots of room, I need lots and lots of resources physically. Uh, you can always come up with a lot of ideas that you can do with your imagination. It might be an imaginative game. It might be uh, using your body parts uh, to come up with different shapes and uh, and different movements and those sort of things. So there, there's a lot, uh, I think that there's a lot of uh, emphasis on I need lots and lots and lots of resources, but sometimes yeah, it can be really simple uh, to tap into a child's mind and, and really encourage and capture that, that play behaviour. Brendan, thank you so much for your time today. We all know how important it is to play um, with our children, but I think your advice on how play doesn't need to be a chore and that chores can actually be playful is one that's really resonated with me. Absolutely. I, I think that's something that we can all do is rather than thinking of it's play or it's work, let's try and integrate that work aspect a little bit more. Let's playify the processes in giving kids choice into ideas and how things they can come up with, how things can be, rather than a set set chore. And we get into these strict routines that are, are very linear. Uh, let's get the kids involved in coming up with ways that we can make these processes a little bit more fun and open-ended in terms of uh, how kids can create and use their imagination for a whole range of variables. Thank you very much, Brendan. It's been a pleasure speaking to you today. Thanks, Tricia.